0: to stop what you're doing and listen it's in this league oh, my. my style is impetuous my defense is impregnable come again with scott Bodwin and chris well can't wait what does that do that blow your mind that just happened
2: in this league live edition on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Chris Welsh, joined as always by Scott Bogman. We are in this league and we're gonna be here for three hours Boggs. Three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Whose who's big hours. idea was that one? <laughs> How
3: long can we stretch Tampa Bay wanting to move to Montreal? That's really? what I want to know.
2: I did have a really good name for it, but should I say I should I save it for when we talk Is about it? Is it Montreal Bay? It's not. I no, I was oh. creative. I didn't see anyone have this one, and I did it within, because the, uh, the, the Cespedes Barbecue guys, they yeah. were the ones, you know, kudos to them. By the way, ooh, did you know I got a, I got a little like from the Cespe- Cespedes Barbecue guys? Whoa, really? Ooh, I kind of fanboyed out. I was like, ooh, I do declare Cespedes Barbecue guys <laughs> liked my CJ Abrams home run tweet. Mm. And then uh, they didn't like my incredibly good name for the Montreal and Tampa Bay um, half and half team. We'll save it. Save it. Let's I will tease save it. it. I it's will save it. Uh, we got a lot going on here today. It. We're going to be talking about that. We've got baseball. We've got some football but we are coming off the heels of the NBA draft. NBA God, even just we've, we can't stop talking about it how the finals end and NBA does not get out of your face. Now they will probably a little bit later July after the summer league. They'll tone down for a while but they just do not stop with news, 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 then the NBA draft, a lot of crazy implications. So we are going to talk about that right off the top, but we're just, we're not going to just do a Bogman and I, we are joined by our very dear friend, one of the best. He is Jonas Nader. You can find him on Twitter at Jonas Nader. He is a writer over at NBA, NBC sports, more notably known for Roto world. Jonas, what's up, buddy?
1: What's up, man? I think you actually undersold the NBA there. I feel like it peaks during the off season. Like You think so? Yeah, the draft is basically the appetizer, and then the next nine days leading up to free agency on July 1st, it's just a blockbuster. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it is
2: true. You know, and even like NBA Twitter has been at an all-time right now, and they're infiltrating everything. Take – You know, the world champion Toronto Raptors, it's over. What does NBA Twitter do? Well, they have a crossover. It's like DC versus Marvel. They get together. And all of a sudden, Kawhi Leonard's front and center at the Toronto Blue Jays game, filming Mike Trout. You know how many people lost their mind being like, is everyone seeing this? Kawhi Leonard is filming Mike Trout. Not only is he the greatest ever, he's never leaving Toronto because he's at a Blue Jays game. So it's infiltrating. I just saw someone say that
3: he signed a deal with a plane company that gave Drake a plane. So they're like, Oh, he's staying. But then someone else said that he was buying moving boxes. <laughs> So they're like, well, I don't know if he's moving. (laughs) They saw him at a UPS store. What are you talking about? They're like, I just bought a boxes in his hand. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you what I read is someone said they, they, he was buying moving boxes (laughs) and and they don't know if he's moving to a permanent home in Toronto or if he's moving out of Toronto. It's ridiculous. That's
2: officially the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, (laughs) because uh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that. If you're quiet, Leonard, you're hiring a company, but. Boardman gets paid, so maybe he's out there just doing the hard work <laughs> himself, Jonas. I don't know how that works. Well, this is iEmoji season, too. That's kind of the big NBA thing as well. It's iEmoji right. tweets.
1: If you don't believe me about free agency being the best part of the NBA season, just flashback to a few years ago when DeAndre Jordan said he was going to the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah. So his teammates, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, literally kidnap him, lock him inside a room, get him drunk, they play some cards, and say, you're staying with the Clippers. That was Mark Cuban's driving around trying to get him on the phone. Wait, yeah, wasn't he locked
2: in a room? Didn't he lock himself in a room and was they like, locked
1: up, it locked him inside a house, oh. played cards, got drunk, and said, DeAndre, you're staying with the Clippers. Oh, They're going man. to
2: kidnap Kawhi Leonard and lock him up. <laughs> They're so going to take, take away his passport. They're going to just take away his passport <laughs> and be like, you can't go over there. You're stuck <laughs> nope, here. Sorry, can't sorry, leave. sorry, there, Kawhi. <laughs> sorry. I. Uh, it. It always reminds me whenever I think of it. Um, back when. Sean Marion and Steve Nash were outside of, I don't know what venue it was. And there was just like, I mean, it literally, it's to this day reminds me of like a WWF skit, like in the back, you know, the back of the arena. It was like Nash and Marion are confronting Antonio McDice to try to get him. I don't remember if it was to stay. I think it might have been to stay. So he didn't, I don't even remember where he was going, Denver or something, even though maybe that's where he was before. But it was just that, like that was one of those original videos I remember where it was the turn where Sports Center and coverage started to go not just from covering the players, you know, on the court, but it was like, you know, Nash and Marion are going to uh, here's video of them trying to get Antonio McDice to come. And now it's just a whole new world. I mean, it's kind of just literally moved to eye emojis, an occasional goat, maybe a little snake with a grass symbol. I mean, that's what NBA Twitter is all about.
1: The eyes, yeah, the eyes emoji has been going nonstop. Giannis has been doing the eyes emoji like every day just, just to get a reaction. Out He's of just people. messing like, with people, right? Yeah, nothing's happening. Yeah. So, okay,
2: there's a couple things. we got a lot to cover, um, and you're a Laker fan, so there's a lot to kind of cover with that as well. NBA draft as a whole is in there. But one thing, let me, let me throw this out real quick. I want to get your take big time on Anthony Davis, and I want to get your take on where the Lakers stand. But if you want to talk about the intertwining of things that we look at, I just saw today, or Friday, that everyone was losing their mind because Anthony Davis followed D'Angelo Russell. So now everybody's up in arms. I, as a Suns fan, had high hopes, but John Gambadoro has said no less than 27 times that the Suns will not. um, They want to make sure that they have the worst offseason of any NBA team, and they won't go after d'angelo russell so what do you think when you see that when you see a player like anthony davis following a guy like d'angelo russell does that immediately you know send off your uh your uh, nba bat signal
1: oh of course man you, you have to you have to think uh i mean it's at least in the back of his mind like there's literally three teams that are in play for d'angelo russell right now uh you got the suns you got you gotta think will the magic be in play i think the wolves are the clear front runners here. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has been stalking him on Instagram, liking all of his comments. <laughs> like, Carl Anthony Towns, he's, he's even a Twitch streamer. He wants D'Angelo Russell bad. Uh, Zach Lowe in his pod today, a big, big, uh, big time ESPN writer, said the Wolves are definitely making some noise that they want to go after D'Angelo Russell, which they'll have to unload some contracts to do that. But yeah, other than that.
2: The Wolves were literally going to have the offseason I wanted the Suns to have D'Angelo Russell yeah. and Jared Culver.
1: Oh, Jared Culver is so I, freaking good. You I, just, I just, He's I just, so I
2: hate good. this. I'm so depressed about that. They're going to have the off season. All right. Well, I thought that was interesting. Well, interesting you can take Anthony the Suns
3: Daniels. off that list. The Suns yeah, aren't can. a real contender for D- D'Angelo Russell, but uh, Jonas, you said, I, I, number one, I think Jonas's favorite part of the year. And, and this is kind of a little bit unbelievable to me, but I feel like you like free agency more than you actually like the games being played.
1: I would, am I, I, would agree am I incorrect? That. No, I would agree with that.
3: Man, you Absolutely. and the Welsh are best friends. Yeah, that's the Welsh's best favorite part. That is of true. Any season, like I, I love the games. I love the action. He
2: likes li- like speculation honest, is it's, exciting. It's like uh, it's invigorating.
3: You like? Uh, I feel like if you read the Game of Thrones books, you would like the political ones more than you'd like the ones <laughs> where all the war and fighting are going on because it's like you know back cutting and backstabbing and all that that, that stuff. Might, it's, yeah. That might be it's, true. Yeah, Baelish. You're, you're definitely yeah, a, I'm a Baelish, Baelish guy so. for sure. All right,
2: so so let's get into it. I was curious of what you thought about the following things, but let's start off with like the big free agency move. There's so much centered around with the Lakers. Um, I'm curious at your take where Anthony Davis lies as a Los Angeles Laker, what the offseason move they are going to do to counter with them because that might be as important. And then the third piece into it is some of this weird stuff that was coming out where the— the Lakers didn't know of an accounting error that they now can't offer a max deal and what that does. So tell me about Anthony Davis and what the moves, what moves you think the Lakers need to make.
1: Okay. So this is what the Lakers are currently doing. They're trying to get rid of three of those fringe contract players headlined by Mo Wagner and Isaac Bonga, just to create that third spot. Now, am I surprised that they had an accounting error that told them that they don't have the room for a third max slot? (laughs) Uh, No, because they have Kurt Rambis in the front office. (laughs) They have they have Magic Johnson, who was calling the shots for two years, who's this guy. Have you seen Magic Johnson's Twitter? It's it, uh, I, have, I, I cringe after every tweet. It's that bad. It's it it worse it's than bad. Twitter?
2: Congrats, well, no.
1: Congrats to, congrats to Kawhi Leonard for scoring 20 points and playing great defense. It, it's a, that, it's that term, tweets, that, second,
2: it. it's that second-hand embarrassment type of thing. Like, as soon as he yeah. tweets, it's just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> like, I want to block him just so I can never see anything.
1: It's just scary that this this is the guy running the Lakers for three years. Just absolutely embarrassing. but anyway, I the Anthony Davis trade is, is just so weird. like I want to get I want to get excited about it. I don't think the comparisons like people are saying oh this is the Lakers getting Dwight Howard and Steve Nash all over again. No, it's not. Dwight Howard was washed at the time. That's Steve dumb. Nash was 48 without a back. Uh, this is Anthony Davis at 26 years old entering his prime um, a top five talent when he's engaged. Uh, And when he's, when he's not in the locker room, I should say as well, but Mm -hmm. like the Lakers are all in LeBron James has maybe one or two years left of his prime. Like he's going to be 35 in December. Um, This move has LeBron James all over it. I guarantee LeBron's the one that pulled the trigger on this move because look, the Lakers could have signed Anthony Davis next year and kept every single one of these assets, but they went at, what was it? Five first round picks Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, like they dropped the farm on New Orleans Pelicans, man, and this this just has win now mode all over it. So, so if they do not win the championship this year, it is a massive failure in the Lakers' part. Well,
2: sure. Now I mean they're now the yeah. favorite, but but what's the, so? What's the move then? We don't to, we won't do a Laker podcast as much as Dan Vespers would like to hear this. If we did, but <laughs> like, okay, you're excited about Anthony Davis. We see what the push is. Acknowledging there might be some accounting errors, but what is the move now that comes in with the Lakers? Who is that star? Because the free agents are out there, a couple obviously injured, got more guys opting out than maybe even some expected. You've got trade rumors, which we'll talk about with a guy like Chris Paul. You've got restricted free agents. Who's the player that becomes the three the third head in the three headed monster that the Lakers are looking for?
1: Okay, if I'm in charge, I offer D'Angelo Russell a slight less than the max. Now I don't believe that Russell would come back. Maybe Anthony Davis and LeBron could talk him into it. They do have Magic Johnson. The one who completely disrespected him, called him, said he wasn't a leader. He's gone. So, like, and the rest of the teammates are gone, too. Like, Nick Young's not there. The Lakers traded D'Angelo Russell because they thought he was a bad influence. And it was just a complete, complete train wreck. Um, is D'Angelo Russell open to come back to the Lakers? That's the question. If he is, sure, send him the Max. If not, I think Kimba Walker is, is playing A for them. Kemba Honestly. Walker, okay. Yep, Kemba Walker. That that's got to be the plan.
3: Kemba gonna move? I mean, I know you you live in you you live close to Charlotte. They're your local right. team. So, uh, well, what's the feeling on Kemba? Because I we heard that he said he would take less money to go back, but now I know the Lakers are probably uh, you know a bright star and you know you can say anything until the Lakers come calling. Yeah,
2: but like you, the Yankees he's, in baseball box. That's a good right. point. Like, yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, seriously, but. Well, do you think that he would leave to go to the Lakers or do you think he wants to stay in Charlotte?
1: I think Kimbo wants to stay. I, I think he w- truly wanted to stay in Charlotte, but he sees no path of relevance. Uh, do you see Tony Parker's interview of why he didn't want to stay in Charlotte? Oh, no. He was like, uh, no, I didn't see I, it. He said, I couldn't go to the gym knowing that we had literally nothing to play for. Like, he's just looking around like, what's the point of finishing 10th every year? Like, <laughs> what's the point? The Hornets have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They have no plan. They're going to be stuck in mediocrity. Mediocrity for 10 years. If I'm Kimba, I say to hell with it. I leave. I go chase a ring. Uh, What's 40 million for a guy that's going to make 160 million over the next four? I mean, honestly.
2: Only thing I've argued and 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 I have talked about this is that if there was a team that didn't actually need a point guard, to me, it is the Los Angeles Lakers. Like I I thought the move is Jimmy Butler comes in there because Jimmy Butler becomes the big defensive piece that they need. He can work as a third piece. He's in a championship run. And then they go and they re-sign Rajon Rondo, who makes all the sense in the world as a distributor to these big three pieces and Kyle Kuzma. So I've actually been on the side because you've um, you've got LeBron James essentially able to play point, and you really just have a lot of these guys. That point guard actually makes the least sense for the Lakers and that they would go for a guy like Butler. Do you not buy that?
1: Um, I would actually love Jimmy Butler. Uh, I hate the fact that you said Rondo, though. I do not want Rondo Well, I, I, now, I, I totally <laughs> agree. Who would stopper. want
2: Rondo? But I'm just saying he did it last year. That's the only reason that it jumps out as the obvious name to me, because he's just a guy that he doesn't need to. He doesn't have an offensive run to battle with.
1: Can I tell you who I kind of really want? Do it. I, I wouldn't mind if he got like Patrick Beverly or something.
2: Oh. I mean, that That's that's the better guy. The right box. That's would the
1: better. up.
3: I would throw up if I saw Patrick Beverly in a Lakers uniform. <laughs> I, I can't I handle it, Jonas. No way.
2: <laughs> I agree. Okay, so that the Lakers move for you is Kimba. I still go with Jimmy Butler. Boggs, have you weighed in on who you think the third piece is? I, th- I feel like you've said Kemba.
3: I I've said Kemba a
2: couple times. Um, I just
3: it was weird. It weirded me out that he said he would take less money to stay in Charlotte because if I was staying in Charlotte you'd have to give me all of your money and plus like 10% interest in ownership or something. Like I just don't want to stay there. And Uh, did you
1: hear Michael Jordan as well real quick? He said he didn't want to pay the luxury tax. Like if they don't want to improve, like what's Kim coming back for?
3: Yeah. And and like you mentioned, and we'll, we'll talk about it in the next segment here, but like you mentioned, all they want to do is draft boring role players. So uh, I, there, there just seems to be no path to winning there. So I I think Kemba's the guy. I don't think D'Angelo Russell will go back. I think that's it. Would be a nice story. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to hold out for money somewhere else. And um, I don't know. I, I do find it hilarious that the Lakers had this. Like, are they going to be able to pawn off those guys? Do you think Jonas? Are they going to be able to make all that
2: work to get that that space? So.
1: Yeah, they're not going to be difficult
2: moves. They I mean, can,
1: who wants them? Uh, they can they can flip Wagner for a second round pick, and they can just attach money to the other guys
3: yeah like, yeah, you're right. Attaching money is probably the best way to go, but well, uh, we're gotta go a break know.
2: here in just a second. So when we come back, let's kind of continue in this conversation. we got a there's a few other free agency moves. Bogman probably has to get his uh his rockets question in and let's talk about the NBA draft because that just happened. There were some teams that ended up uh being embarrassing. that's very close to home for me. A couple teams I think came <laughs> out like huge winners. And I think a lot of the chess pieces move themselves into what free agency is coming up. So we can speculate on some free agency. We can talk about the NBA draft. Bogman can lament about the rockets and um, Jonas will probably find a way to bring some more Laker talk in here. So uh, don't go anywhere. More in this league's coming up right here on the fantasy sports radio network. If you know you're going to miss any little bit of this, you can find the podcast anywhere that podcasts are Spotify, iHeartRadio. radio. Uh, if you want to take this along with you, you happen to be at your computer. We're on iHeartRadio Live, and we are on the Fantasy Sports Radio app when this show is airing. So podcasts, live streaming, very, very easy stuff. Don't go anywhere. Roto-World's Jonas Snader is joining us, and we got more NBA talk coming up on the other side of this break right here on In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: In this league. Oh, I remember. I love it. In this league.
2: Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Get in the game at DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a risk free bet up to $500. I like that. I like any money, but $500 would be sweet. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game, so test your skills at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to claim your risk-free $500 bet. That's a $500 risk-free bet at Draft DraftKings Sportsbook when you go to sportsgrid.com slash DK claim your risk-free bet today. We are joined by our friend Jonas Nader from Roto World talking some basketball, talking some draft, and some free agency stuff. And I know Bogdan I is question. just chomping at the I bit to question. talk about the I have Rockets. a question. Excuse oh.
3: me. Ugh. Excuse me. I have a question. Sir. Excuse yeah. me. Sir. Sir. Uh. Jonas, we haven't talked in a while because uh, if you guys didn't know that are listening to this, we do the ITL Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I do one show a week with the Welsh. I do one show a week with my friendos Jonas Nader and Dan Bespris. And you know I'm a Rockets fan, and we see all of this turmoil happening in the offseason. I'm sure you are just grinning and pointing and laughing at it. But (laughs) I want to know your take on the Chris Paul, supposed Chris Paul-James Harden feud and your believability in, in all the stuff that's been reported?
1: Oh, I believe it 100%. Oh, whatever. There yeah. it is. Okay. If not, why hasn't Harden come out already? Sure. Why Okay, so the only people refuting the report are Chris Paul, of course, because why wouldn't he? And Daryl Morey, the GM, who would lose what little leverage he does have if anyone in the world would want Chris Paul sure for $3 years from now. Like, I cannot imagine – well, you know what I actually could I imagine one team that would take Chris Paul and you wouldn't like the answer well.
2: <laughs> oh no, the Phoenix Suns <laughs> That's what I said. But, no but I,
1: way. No, they, they wouldn't. Just, they, they just won't. drafted a twenty three year old shooter forty spots higher than he should have gone. Like, they they, would,
2: they wanted no part of Conley because of the contract.
1: Here's what and here's why
2: I say this. Um, Conley's not Oh, come on. Okay, no, but I understand Conley's that but very good, but he's not Chris Paul. Okay. Do you guys both Forget who owns the Phoenix Suns. Robert Sarver yeah, is the worst owner in all of, uh, of of sports. He is he's a madman. He doesn't know what he's doing. He makes the worst decisions on the planet. And then here's what I want to tell you. What he also does. What he also does is he shills out his plans so he can get info from the local teams by giving it to Gambo. And here's what Gambo tweeted out. You want to hear what Gambo tweeted out um, a couple days before the draft? If the Suns come out of the next two weeks with, one, a point guard of the future to develop via the draft, two, a starting caliber point guard who is a stopgap for a year or two, a veteran starting power forward, and then four, a backup big who can knock down three-pointers. Success or not? That is literally Sarver telling him, hey, why don't you put this poll out? Guess what they did? They got Ty Jerome, who apparently is going to be their future point guard to develop, they want Yikes. a stopgap point guard, which they're going to go probably sign Rubio. They got a veteran starting power forward in Sarich. Apparently, that was worth trading Jared Culver. And then they got a backup big who can hit threes. Hello, Cam Johnson, over all the other warranted and worthy draft picks. The Suns suck, and they shilled out all uh-huh, of this stupid uh-huh. information to Gambo. I hate to give him all the credit, but they're not doing anything exciting. I would love Chris Paul. He's a star. He'd help all of them. The Suns don't make good moves like that. They're they're having the worst off season. Even when the Rockets go and trade Chris Paul in a trade they shouldn't do, which is going to happen, the the Phoenix Suns will still have had twice of ba- twice as bad of an off season. I don't as think Rockets. it's going to happen because I don't I don't know that anyone's willing
3: to take his contract. So, um, yeah. CBS had a list of. Uh, You know, trades that could have happened all pre-draft. They all involved some type of draft pick, if I'm remembering correctly. But uh, I don't know that it was going to happen. But the one with the Suns was, uh, you know, to match contracts. It was T.J. Warren and Tyler Johnson plus the sixth pick. And obviously, you know, the draft is over, so that's not going to happen. I just, I, yeah, I do T. J. Think Warren's that free. if you just want TJ Warren, you can have him. Here you go. Here's a good player. We don't need anything back. <laughs> we were talking about the Rockets a second ago. Oh, yeah, we all sorry. had to uh, unload about the, the Suns there, Fair but uh, the, the, uh, I, I just don't know how much I believe all this stuff. I know there's tension, of course, and I think it's mainly Chris Paul, Chris Paul's fault because he wants to coach James Harden and James Harden sitting there going Dude, you can't even beat your own man. What are you doing?
2: That's what I I said too, Boggs. And Jonas, I'm curious. Like I said, is there a point where Chris Paul sits back and goes, I wonder what role I play in all of these teammates who don't like playing with me (laughs) and everyone that wants me off their team. I wonder what that's about. And I mean, he doesn't see it.
1: This is a a guy who wrote the CBA that allowed him to get that max balloon contract in his age, 36 and 37 seats. And so, no, I do not think he's going to he's not going to self-reflect. No. Chris oh. Paul is just he bit one of the biggest egos in the league. Where the hell does it go though? I, I honestly don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, Bogman's point then. Then I mean, if he, if they no, offered he, him to the Knicks uh, because
3: it was, it was going to be like a TJ Warren thing. And the plan there was, you know, you give the Knicks a first round pick and Chris Paul or whatever, uh, which I think the Rockets next first round pick that they still own is like in 2045. But when they uh, they would offer a pick and Chris Paul take back nothing just to get his salary off the the team and then go sign Jimmy Butler that was the plan and obviously that didn't work so I think they probably worked diligently if the plan is just to get him off the team and it just it did not happen so I think that they're stuck together and they're gonna have to make it work I mean they were just doing State Farm commercials
2: last off season yeah like did it really go downhill that quick and that bad. You know, yeah, uh, just, I, that just, commercial, it's the most terrifying commercial on television of the guy with the, he's a robot and then his <laughs> eyes start bleeding water and they all stare at him. I saw that commercial and I was like, oh, my God, what is I happening? <laughs> I terrifying. think I was
3: actually we were recording a show or something. We we're on a break. I probably stopped the show. I was that like, and what's like, happening? This is horrifying. What is happening right now? <laughs> but I saw on Reddit, someone said, well, you know. Chris is mad at James Harden for burning down his kitchen like in that State Farm commercial or whatever.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but why, has, why hasn't Harden denied it though?
3: I, Harden's uh, uh, to be honest, Harden has never really stepped into that stuff though. Like he's never
2: said like stand uh, up whenever for his teammates he, or Well, whatever
3: he's come he hasn't commented on stuff in social media whenever the media is is saying stuff about him or whatever. You see all that stuff about he didn't refute the man boobs thing
2: from uh, Skip Bayless either. So well, I mean- there was a parody Skip Bayless got he got parodied. It was a parody account that did that. And Skip fell for it. It's like it's the old school Uncle Chaps thing. This guy tweets about man boobs. Skip is the dumbest person on the planet. He rolls with it on air and everybody has a time of their life because he's he's a dummy.
3: Yeah, but James Harden didn't say, oh, look, this guy got Goddard. He didn't well, he say anything supposed to about, talk about, about that man boobs? Either. He's supposed to tweet well, about, hey, guys, I don't have man boobs. He's supposed to say something. Like, <laughs> he's not the k- kind of guy that's going to talk about the rumors with him and Chris Paul. He's also not the kind of guy that's going to go burn uh, you know, Skip Bayless for saying something stupid. He's just not a social media guy. The only uh, the only thing we know he likes to use all the time is Tinder.
2: Yeah, <laughs> mm, that's, true. Uh, that's true.
1: Well, here's the, here's the more realistic move for the Houston. We already know they offered... Clint Capella in a package deal for Anthony Davis. It got turned down, of course, but Clint Capella is m- way more likely to be to be moved, and he'll he'll have a market, unlike Chris Paul.
2: Where where is that move to with Capella?
1: More likely, more than likely, Boston.
2: Oh, that makes sense. With I mean, they're about to lose Al Horford.
1: Yep, and Aaron Baines.
2: Uh, and well, Aaron, ba- yeah, Aaron Baines is uh what, in Phoenix. That was That's, part of. He's a, he's a son now. Yeah. Ooh, watch out. A game changing move. Well go to Gambo's <laughs> tweets. You'll see all he's like, uh, there was a lot of people that were out looking for the very gritty Aaron Baines and I was like,
3: The thing I didn't understand about that so much is you just dumped salary into TJ Warren. And then you took salary
2: back in Aaron Baines. It's because yeah. they're dumb. What people. are you doing? Because they're stupid people. It's stupid people doing stupid things instead <laughs> well, of bringing in stars and bringing. This is even better. States.
1: This is even better. So Warren was making uh, thirty five million over the next three years. Dario Searich has to be paid in the next year. So and what is his? He's going to demand twice that.
2: Well, he's going to be gone. They, they they did this trade for one year of Dario Searich. Yeah, that's yeah. what they so did. He's going to be so.
1: gone. So this is essentially just handing handing over a pick. Yeah. So that. The trade was basically Jared Culver, T.J. Warren, the, and the 32nd pick for Cam Johnson and Dario Sarich. Well, if they and whatever get else they Rubio,
3: can they get to the playoffs, Jonas?
1: Well, Rubio's headed to Indiana. That feels like a lock to me. That, low, low, Zach Lowe on his pod today said that Indiana were the clear favorites to get mm-hmm. Rubio.
2: They have so, so much money. They I still have a ton of money right. after the T.J. Yes, Warren. So and, then the, the Suns will probably get, like, Darren Collison or somebody. Well,
1: <laughs> Darren Collison doesn't want to go there. He wants he wants to join a contender. Like, the Suns are running out of options fast.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, it, then that's why it's baffling to me. They'll settle for
1: me. Corey Joseph, I guarantee it. They'll settle for Corey Joseph. That's not settling.
2: All that right, is that's he's settling. That's settling. There we go. At best. There are actually Long rumors, um, which I'm surprised it didn't come in the TJ Warren trade, that they were looking at Indiana's holiday and uh, as like a point guard replacement. The Phoenix Suns will do something stupid. Um, you know, since we're kind of in this, we'll talk. let's talk the whole next segment. Let's focus completely on the draft because I want to get your take on all these guys. But with free agency looming... Can Give us, if you can, at least with whatever you've been working on, give us a little breakdown of what this free agency market is going to look like and maybe any anticipated moves you think are coming down as July 1st came down is, or is coming because we just got a Al Horford might have a $114 million deal on the table. That's not the Mavericks. There's lots of rumors going out. So would you be able to set the table for what free agency is going to look like and maybe some surprising moves we might see?
1: Sure, it's pretty simple. No one knows what the hell is going to happen because today, <laughs> even even Zach Lowe today said that Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn is no longer a lock. Ah, they, they were who saying who called that? Yep, they were saying Brooklyn's is questioning whether or not a Kyrie Irving, as the best player led team, would take them that that much farther in the East than a D'Angelo Russell on unless I think D'Angelo Russell would make like four or six million less per year than Kyrie based on his age. So they were debating how far would a Kyrie Irving led team go with that supporting cast? Like, and they were like, they could honestly see Brooklyn backing out of this.
2: But, well, mm-hmm. I mean, okay. But is that, that's solely behind Kyrie, not being able to bring any free agent in town.
1: Right. Exactly. Because what if the they get Durant? their plan was to go for Kyrie and Durant, but what if Durant wants, doesn't want to go there? Uh, well, I mean, I mean, is but, that enough for them to back out? Is Durant even the same player at age 32 coming off an Achilles tear?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's surprising. But to be honest, I thought it was going to be more of a, you know, uh, D'Angelo De, uh, or uh, excuse me, Kyrie didn't want to go. Then but now the Nets don't want anyone that that's kind of. So if if he doesn't go back, do you think D'Angelo stays in Brooklyn then? Well, they, they, they so. have a choice. They oh, can absolutely. match anything.
1: Yep. They can, as long as they don't renounce his rights leading up to ranging, they can, they can match any offer for D'Angelo. Yeah. They're, they're in
2: a great spot. They're, in, I mean, but okay. So this almost would turn if Kyrie weren't to go to the Nets, would that be a change of heart where he wants to now become a Nick or we've talked about all this third free agent to be with the Los Angeles Lakers? Kyrie did his whole little dog and pony show about how, Oh, LeBron had it. You know, I understand it all now. Would he go play with those guys for a championship?
1: If Kyrie doesn't go to Brooklyn, he's going to go to L.A. I feel oh. like it's just – I know. I, I'm not going to say Lakers either. I think it's L.A. I was about to say. Are you uh-huh. saying Lakers or are you uh-huh. just
2: saying – okay.
1: I feel like he could go to the Clippers too and then maybe pick another – I wouldn't say Max your Creation because it's Kevin Durant right now. Maybe he brings Durant with him to L.A. Clippers. You never know. Uh, he, he'll probably want to see where Kawhi Leonard ends up too. Like if Kawhi Leonard ends up choosing the Clippers, like that's a hell of a pitch to Kyrie without saying anything.
2: He's obviously choosing the Clippers. He just bought moving boxes. He just got a whole bunch of boxes from the UPS store. Of course he is. Totally. It'll be his neck. I mean, if there was going to be a, a any athlete that was the spokesman for UPS store moving boxes, it would absolutely be Kyrie. Or I'm sorry, Kawhi Leonard. It would 100%. All right. So what about um, talk Kawhi, talk Jimmy Butler, the other big free agents, Vuk? I mean, what? where do you think uh, any other free agents? I'm forgetting that you think are really important. But throw, throw us out some free agent names and maybe some possibilities of destinations.
1: Uh, they mentioned Boston as a potential destination for uh, Vucevic and the Lakers. Ooh, wow. So they said Lakers and Boston are in play for Vucevic. I think Vucevic is probably the Lakers' plan D right now. Right, right. I think he does make sense for Boston because they said even if Kyrie Irving leaves, like they have zero interest in a rebuild. They said they just want to keep adding to that young core of uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown. So if they get Vucevic, I don't really know who they bring in point guard. God, I hope it's not Terry Rozier starting point guard next year. That'd be why a really the, why watch. wouldn't
2: the Celtics, by the way, go put like a max offer on D'Angelo Russell?
1: That's a great can they question.
2: Afford that? I don't I
1: think, think they, they can. Well, with Horford gone, can't they? Actually, you know what? Yeah, if Horford's leaving, for sure, that was thirty million off the books right yeah, there. Yeah, he
2: opted out. That's thirty million yeah. off the books. Irving is gone. Why wouldn't they blow our mind and come and bring and they can sign full max contract to um, to D'Angelo Russell?
1: That makes a lot of sense. Hey, if if Brad Stevens can hide Isaiah Thomas on defense, he sure as hell can hide D'Angelo Russell.
2: <laughs> I mean, and D'Angelo Russell, I think, would be a great compliment to that young core. I don't know if the Celtics could do it, but could you imagine if the Celtics were able to pull off Vuk and D'Angelo Russell? I you mean, 32.2. Yep. Right you got like Danny Ainge. Remember, Danny Ainge pulled the Trump. He's like, uh, everybody wants to play for us. Everybody, uh, we're, the, <laughs> we're the top destination. Everybody loves the Celtics. Everyone's gonna come play for us. He's amazing. It's gonna be a great off season. It's <laughs> the best.
1: I, Man, I, love to the be Boston, honest, I love the Boston fit.
3: I feel like I would rather – if I'm Boston, I would rather have Vooch because they have some backcourt guys. They do need a a point guard, but I, I think I'd rather go with Vooch and a decent point guard uh, than I would go with D'Angelo Russell because they got nothing – uh, up front i mean tatum you know tatum hayward and
2: they're just gonna have to go really small right now i mean robert williams is a starting center at but this they may point. be able to pull that off what we're saying here vuke and d'angelo i don't know 100 percent, but they got rid of bain's contract 30 million off the books of the horford Kyrie. well i'm gone. looking at crap uh at practical cap space practical
3: pack <laughs> Well, your cap practical space. <laughs> cap space didn't work last time
2: is um
3: uh that says thirty-two million bucks. So that is one. Are you max. sure Horford's off
2: of that? Ho- Horford's off of that. That doesn't make any whole. sense. So how does thirty-one million dollars of Horford coming off the because they're of paying Cardi- Gordon Hayward thirty-two?
1: Yeah. Hayward's making Hayward right got now. a
3: max. Kind remember, uh, they okay. traded for him. So they've got Hayward and Marcus Smart's making twelve.
2: They got to Tame's still on there.
3: his rookie deal. He's making seven. Jalen's making six. On what if that? you could
2: get Smart off the team and they can do it? Maybe it works. Oh, we got to go to break here in one minute. But there's one big guy we haven't talked about. I mean, I'm, I'd always be curious at play in Durant, but what about DeMarcus Cousins? DeMarcus Cousins is such a wild card here. What do you think the destination looks like? I I felt like the New York Knicks, but I feel like someone else has got to come with him. But what do you think?
1: I'll give you a, yeah, I'll give you, I think the Knicks makes sense as a one-on-one contract. Uh, Kind of like the contract Jabari Parker got last year, like a huge balloon in the first year, like let's say like 15 to 20 million with the team option for the same amount the next year, just to see who they bring in a free agency. You know what I mean? And just to see how yeah. Cousins does, yeah. see how he likes it. That's that probably makes the most sense to me. A, a one plus one team option for Cousins, and I think mm. the Knicks, um, Lakers. That's probably way down on their plan. I, I would say like I don't know, plan ten for them. <laughs> I just I, doesn't seem like a good fit. Well, actually, you know what? I'm thinking he actually looked pretty well next to Anthony Davis in the Pelicans, didn't he? But what yeah. what, what if you also have
2: what if Kyrie got to what if Demarcus and Kyrie went to uh, Brooklyn?
1: Oof. No, uh, <laughs> they got, they got Jared Allen. They're not going to do that.
2: that uh, can you imagine how many fights will that team have? Oh, right I know here? that's true. All right. Fun well, luck. Uh, We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to finish up with basketball with Jonas Nader, and we are going to talk about the NBA draft. We're going to get Jonas's take on Brian Williamson, Ja Morant, uh, nobody that the Phoenix Suns took, R.J. Barrett, all that type of stuff. We're going to see how these guys are looking for this season, maybe what fantasy impact. I've already been getting questions. I already saw someone asking me, could Jared Culver be a late-round fantasy value guy for redraft this year? Well, let's dig into that. We're going to get Jonas Nader's take right here, Uh, our boy from Roto World. When we come back, On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's in this league, Bogman Welsh, no point anywhere.
0: I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. But, uh, space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about in this
2: league. All right, that 15 minutes of uh, real, actual work is going down right here. we got a good 15-ish I'm left with Jonas Nader as we are talking about the NBA draft been talking free agency. So uh, in this league, that's the show, patreon.com slash ITL army. That's where you can get in on all the extras that we got going on, secret shows. Uh, we've got Dark Phoenix review up there, our comedy shows, all the stuff is happening in July. It's going to be July 5th is going to pop off with so much stuff that we have between a John Wick 3 breakdown, a oh, secret John show, Wick. prospect ranks. It's going to be awesome. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking with Jonas Nader from Roto World. You can find Jonas on Twitter at said name. Jonas Jonas Nader, right? That's right. Okay. I just I always forget because like we have like friends that they put their name and then they're just like 042 And I'm like, wait, what? Like, get rid of that. Why do you have a number in there? Or someone will be like, I put
1: my Jaron Jackson Truth there. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: that would be that would be a factual Twitter handle. I think you change it to my new favorite team is the Grizzlies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How much do you love the Grizzlies right now, with Morant and Jaron Jackson? Is it too much? Yeah.
1: We got to talk about that team a little bit. That is just the most fun team in the NBA. I would say for me personally.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I understand.
1: JJJ and Brandon Clark, man. Huge sleeper, by the way.
2: Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them in a minute. Let's start with yep. uh, Zion Williamson. You know, the Pelicans, Bogman and I were, um, we talked about it on NBA Takeaways. People checked it out for um, uh, NBA Sound System and on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That there were two teams to me that just blew away the NBA draft. One of them was the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. Falcons. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I Calvin Ridley. I'm it not even great, looking great at football. I have baseball on here. Where there's baseball on my TV, we're talking basketball, and I went to football. The Atlanta Hawks killed it, but the Pelicans killed it as well. And what Wait, they you said,
1: the Hawks killed it.
2: I think they did. I really oh, do. You don't like what the three Hawks? Three there. Did, you don't like no. DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish? No,
1: no. I like Cam Reddish a little bit. Yeah. But I did not like. You Hunter. think they paid like too the much? You think way to too much? Yeah, you think uh, the pay was too much? Oh, they they definitely paid too much.
2: Mm, I like mm-hmm. the Andre Hunter, but it's the Cam Reddish edition. Okay, so we'll talk about that in a second. But let's, but the Pelicans okay. are number two. That's the one to come out with a uh, Jackson Hayes and obviously Zion Williamson. It's awesome, awesome for the rebuild that this team needs. So talk to us about Zion Williamson and what your expectations, especially as as a fantasy player. Who is he going to be? Because last
1: he year he said
3: third round. I I watched I watched your Instagram
2: yesterday, <laughs> Jonas on Roto World. Third, third round, round already. Well, see that's that might I'm be cur-
1: too late for people that want him though. No. But
2: see that's what's so fascinating because like last year I felt like we had this we had this this really interesting split of different fantasy values from Jackson to Ayton to Doncic mm-hmm. to Trey Young. There were all these. Different kind of guys. So I'm curious how Zion Williamson fits in all of that and where he sits. And obviously, if you're saying third to second round, you have very, very high expectations.
1: OK, this one's pretty easy. The big concern about taking uh, rookies that are near the top of the draft and uh, in early fantasy drafts is their teams are usually awful. That's not the case for the Pelicans. No. He's entering. He's joining a team that already looks like a potential eight seed in the West. They got Lonzo. They got Drew Holiday, who is a top five point guard in the NBA, in my opinion, and improved Brandon Ingram if he's healthy. Uh, they have a ton of cap space still to work with, so they're not even done making moves. This is a loaded Pelicans roster. And at the press conference today, they were talking about optimizing Zion from, from the start. He gets the ball from the rebound. He's going to be the one pushing it. Yeah. We are talking an early round fancy value from the start. Remember last year when I said that Jaron Jackson Jr. would be a uh, potentially a number one pick down the road. Yeah. Well, now it's going to be Zion and JJJ one or two. Either way, like, he has the potential to be one of the best fancy players in the next decade so easily.
2: I've got one for you. next For the 2019 fantasy basketball season, Zion Williamson mm-hmm. or Pascal Siakam?
1: It's Zion. <laughs> Easily. Um, Zion averaged
2: 2.1 steals and 1.8 blocks. Okay, how yeah, about this one? I mean, how about this? Zion Williamson or Demarcus Cousins?
1: Oh, Zion, not even close. Just put it this way his player efficiency rating was the highest recorded ever 40.8. Anthony Davis's was 35.13. Like, to put that in the context, a player, player efficiency rating is basically stats all put into one big number. Like, Zion's numbers are off the chart. Uh, we didn't even see him handle the ball that much at Duke. But when he did play as, like, a point forward, he was in the 99th percentile. We haven't even seen Zion scratch the surface, and he's already that good. He got an excellent score in all but one category for Synergy. You know how unbelievable that is? And the one flaw in him is his jump shot, but he still shot, like, 33% from three. Who the hell are are
2: taking over Zion? Zion Zion or Jaron Jackson? Yeah.
1: I'm taking the back to back. I'm hoping I get to pick on the turn because I don't want to You can't cop out pick those, one. No, those are my brand guys, though. I don't make me choose between Zion one. and JJJ.
3: got to pick Come one. on. You got to pick one.
1: <sighs> Do it. I think Zion, just because JJJ not okay, He's a first round explain. pick for you. JJJ is still filling out. Zion's already one of the strongest guys in the league. All right,
3: well, hold on. Let me ask you this. Is okay. Zion a punt free throw guy? Because yes. oh, 64%. So we can't forget about that. He yes. he is a player that comes with conditions. You know, yes. I hate that stuff. So. You have
1: to put an asterisk beside this. For punt free throw bills, there is zero doubt that Zion's a top 12 player from day one. If mm. not, he's going to be around 30 because he's, he's going to be a high turnover player in his first few years. Um, he's going to be around, I would say, mm, I would say 65% from the line on what, six or seven attempts from a game. I mean, that's, that, that, that's exactly
3: down. what he did yeah. in college. 64 on 6.2. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, okay. So, that high. So, John Morant was pick number two. Uh, I mean, what do you think? How high on John Morant? is? And is he the second guy to go uh, in your uh, uh, fantasy drafts this year?
1: I would put him, I would say, yeah, he's the second guy to go for me. I would put him around 50. I think okay. with John Morant, you're going to get, upwards of eight to 10 assists a game. Uh, we're talking an assist percentage of 51.8. If you compare that to Trey Young, who's already a top five passer in the NBA, his was 48.6 at Oklahoma. So this is the best playmaker in the class. He's going to get you eight or, eight or 10 assists. And you know how Memphis has had that grit and grind style that's been kind of painful to watch, to be honest. That's completely changed under the new coach. They're going to be out and running. They got Brandon Clark, JJJ, Jay Morant. This team's going to play at a high pace. So Morant is going to have some sexy, sexy fantasy numbers, but the efficiency is what's going to keep him from being the elite tier in his first two years.
3: You said eight to ten assists a game?
1: Easily, yes, easily. I mean, well, is he you like know Trey that? Young, do you
3: four guys averaged
1: eight yes. or more assists last I'm year? I'm saying eight to ten assists a game.
2: Okay, okay, but I mean, Absolutely. are you comparing him to like a Trey Young rookie season?
1: Uh, yes, with less volatile shooting.
2: Okay, okay. Well, who do you? Want? Like, okay, I hold see. on. This year, Trey Young or Jean oh. Morant?
1: I'm
3: don't taking Ja Morant. Don't ask Jonas this. God. He openly hates Trey Young. It's unbelievable. No, I,
1: I have to give Trey Young credit. He he really proved me wrong in the last half of the season. He was really really good the last few but months. But you're still
2: you still taking Morant. Is it, oh yeah? It, what? Is Dan Bespris just punching a radio right now, hearing all this rookie <laughs> talk, of first round and John Morant. He's losing his mind. All right. What about R.J. Barrett? How does R.J. Barrett fit? Because this is the tier. I mean, Zion is his own tier. Morant mm-hmm. and Barrett might get into this other tier. So talk to us about how, how uh, R.J. Barrett fits into this spectrum of rookies, and is he the clear-cut number 3 rookie you take?
1: I think he's going to be around 3 or 4. I think you can make a case for Brandon Clark, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But the thing about R.J. Barrett, the best scorer in the class, but he has some holes in his game, 0.9 steals and 0.4 blocks. Um, when he's playing defense, he just looks bored, doesn't try but what fantasy owners will love is he has that Westbrook mentality. Like he'll leave okay. his man on the perimeter to go get re- rebounds. So you're going to see some like 28 and four lines, a better playmaker than he's given credit for a way better athlete than he's been c- given credit for. I've seen some people say that he's not a great leaper or anything. He tested in the 99th percentile for uh, some spark testing or whatever, but he's a really, really good athlete. People don't realize that. And he's only 18. Like, come on, like this guy's going to be really, really good. Knicks are getting a great player, but this, it's the stat set isn't there. It's kind of like a DeRozan stat set, you know, Thir- only 30% from three. Can he even hit an NBA three pointers to question. So, some definitely, some definite holes there, but he's going to have some counting stats for sure.
3: All right. Let's just talk about the Hawks overall because they took okay. Hunter, they took Reddish, but you didn't like the trade they did with the Pelicans. I, no. it, I feel like it's Hunter. more b- because of what the Pelicans got than what the, the Hawks ended up with, right? Right.
1: I don't, I don't hate Hunter. They just drafted him about, I would say 10 spots too high. He's almost 22 already. Um, what
3: an ancient man. Jeez. (laughs) Well, he might as well put him on the suns.
1: Yeah. He's he's a one dimensional (laughs) player. Um, even though he's built like an absolute ox, he's not, he's not a, like a crazy good athlete. Um, the Hawks probably could have got him at eight had they just stayed, but people like got wind of that. They really wanted Hunter. And so of course, David Griffin, he took advantage of that and made the trade. So, Uh, Well, the Cavs wanted it, though,
3: and that's why the Cavs, I don't want to skip ahead, but that's why they wound up taking Garland doesn't fit at all, right?
1: Well, the Cavs really wanted Culver. They made that pretty, yeah, Culver was their guy from the start, and they passed on him, so that was just so so weird to me. They really wanted Culver, and all of a sudden, they got cold feet and took Darius Garland, so I thought that was kind of weird. But, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Hunter, 0.6 steals, 0.6 blocks, one-dimensional offensive player, already 22. I just think at pick four, I think you got to swing for upside there. I don't He's just a safe. He's going to be in the league for ten years. He's a safe role player. I just thought they should have swung for more upside. But there. they did it
2: later with Reddish, though.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair.
2: And, and but, I mean, think about team construction, though, too. I mean, you have Reddish and Hunter to go along with uh, with Trey Young and and um, and uh, Collins, Collins and John Collins.
1: Okay, so the real reason that the Atlanta Hawks really missed out in this trade is because they passed on Jarrett Culver, well, who I think yeah. is the second-best prospect in this class.
2: So, yeah, let's uh, talk about the Phoenix Suns <laughs> passing up. Well, Let's talk about Darius Garland for a minute. I heard uh, Darius Garland comps of uh, Damian Lillard, but he's on a team that makes no sense, and Bogman like this. I don't know who said this. I, do, I wish I could give them credit, but someone tweeted. They said, Darius Garland in Cleveland with uh, Colin Sexton reminds me of the Warriors with Monta Ellis and Steph Curry, except if both players were Monta Ellis.
1: Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is,
2: that, is that where you think
1: that's, this is yeah, with Carlin? Yeah, this guy's a shoot first guy. 2.6 assists compared to three turnovers. Like He'll try and make these flashy passes that are just not there yet. They're kind of wild. Uh, you can tell he does have it in his game, though. He's just It's just not there yet. The end product's not there. He can't finish at the rim. He's not a great athlete. He's undersized. The Damian Lillard comparisons make no sense to me. Honestly, that, I would that say that felt like crazy that just
3: Wasn't that just Chauncey Billups comparing everybody to a Hall of Famer? Did Chauncey Billups become Harold Reynolds? Yes, that's exactly what I said. The Welsh, I said those words during my stream yesterday. (laughs) That's exactly what
1: uh, I said. Comparison though, Chauncey Billups compared this guy Rui Hachimura to Kawhi Leonard. To
3: Kawhi Leonard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst comparison I've ever heard. Like that is the last person I would compare to. uh, Compare him to Kawhi. Rui's never played defense defense in his life, and he's compared him to the best player, uh, best defensive player in the NBA. It's just unbelievable.
2: So let's talk about Jared Culver. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are a laughing stock because they were sitting there with the opportunity. This is who I wanted them to take, but they traded away for nothing. So uh, Jared Culver uh, traded over and he is a uh, Minnesota Timberwolf. Now, you, you feel free to use Garland, use Hunter. Where where do where do you see Culver in his fantasy value for this season, and how does he compare when we're looking at even guys like uh, Barrett?
1: I didn't love the landing spot to be honest. Like he's he's joining the team, the Wolves. That last year saw how many games did we see where Carl Anthony Towns didn't take as many shots as Derrick Rose or Andrew Wiggins? That yeah, scares cool. the hell out of me for for Culver. I do love the long term fit. I think he's. You can make a case between him and Marat or even Barrett is a second best player in this class, the most improved player from his freshman to, uh, to sophomore year, uh, had a 32.2 usage rate at Texas Tech. They ran everything through him, averaged 18 points, six rebounds, four assists, 1.3 triples, and his defense is the kicker here. This is why Culver was probably the safest pick in the top 10, apart from Zion, of course. He was first in the entire NCAA in w- defensive win shares, blocked 0.7 shots per, per 36 minutes, 1.8 steals, like he is a, an elite two-way player that could be Jimmy Butler at the next level. Wow. It's a great pick for them.
3: Who who else in this class uh, do, do you like for fantasy
2: for year one? Um, Obviously Clark is one. Maybe you need to expand on Clark.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to skip. Yeah, in the first round, there's <laughs> honestly not many. There's, okay, it's
3: just Clark. So you don't, you, mean, you don't like Cam Clark. Johnson? You're going to skip right over Jackson Hayes, though?
1: Come on. Jackson Hayes is only going to play fifteen minutes his rookie year.
3: Uh, we'll see about I'll, I'll that.
1: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, historically bad rebound rate for his for his size. Uh, like seventeen percent. That was worse. It was really really bad. I think it was like seven rebounds for forty minutes. He's only like two ten. He is extremely thin. Um, he at the combine he tested as like like he was Mar- Marcin Gortat doing all his tests. He was did not look as fluid as it did on the TV screen. His combines were always at or near the bottom of the list.
3: He's a bad test taker. Yeah. Well, If
1: if you watch him on TV, he's like, okay, this guy is graceful. He can, he's really fluid. But when you look at the combine, that kind of scared me a little bit. So, uh, it's a, it's a decent upside pick. He can block, he can, uh, block shots. I think it was like 3.5 for 36 minutes. So, Great rim protection, but it's going to be a couple years till he really contributes there. So, so give, definitely us a, give us, us the guy
2: or two that is fantasy relevant, regardless of where they were taken. I know Brandon Clark is going to fit in there. So talk about him. And if you got another guy or two, we got about two minutes.
1: Okay. Uh, we'll start with Brandon Clark. If you like stats, Clark's your guy, man. 4.5 <laughs> shots and 1.7 steals per 36 minutes. The second best PER ever in college behind Zion. Historically efficient, 68.7% from the field. He does a little bit of everything. He can pass. That goes two assists per game. He can do a little bit of everything. He can play the three, four, and five. I saw a tweet by uh, Cole Swicker at his combine. It was, I think he was the only the only big man athlete over six eight to test uh, better than in the ninetieth percentile of the wings testing. So this is a freak freak athlete. Can do a little bit of everything on the court, and he lands in the perfect spot next to Jaron Jackson Jr. in Memphis. Mm. He's a definite sleeper for me in the late rounds.
2: Mm. Is there another one? uh (laughs) mobile
1: i mean i'd be reaching if i listed another one because i really don't see one okay i I got another one last one grant williams for the boston celtics
3: okay i like
1: that one yeah highest basketball iq in the class a top five talent in terms of pure basketball only reason he slipped this far is because he's not athletic but he's also the second strongest player in this class behind zion in terms of just brute strength can do it all, stat stuffer, Like I think it was like an 18 six, 4 line with steals. He's P.J. Tucker. Uh, a stat stuffing P.J. Tucker.
2: Sure. Yeah. So like, not P.J. That. Tucker, a completely different <laughs> version of P.J. <laughs> Tucker, a good version of P.J. Tucker. The three is-
3: and D power forward, that's, TJ, that's okay, P.J. His, Tucker. His stats, sure. it was
1: kind of like, uh, I would say, a less trigger-shy Robert Covington with playmaking ability. And um, not as much range,
2: so nothing range. like PJ Tucker. Got it. Uh, <laughs> oh, what do you got whatever. going on? What do you got going on? We got a couple seconds here. What's what do you uh, have coming up over on Roto World?
1: Just stay tuned Road to Roto World. There's going to be so much content for free agency. Man. This, there's going to be columns for every major move. Like, honestly, who do you guys think sets the tone for free agency? Do you think it's Brooklyn with Kyrie? Is that the first domino to fall? Oh, for you, guys? you mean the
2: first domino to fall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Does yeah, does I think Kyrie. I think Kyrie does set the tone. Yeah, probably Kyrie.
1: Yeah, I agree. So
2: you guys will have it all covered. Everyone can check out what you got going on over at Roto World. They can follow you on Twitter at Jonas Snader. We highly suggest it. Jonas, you are one of the best in the industry, and we appreciate you taking the hour to talk some basketball with us.
1: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much.
2: All right, don't go anywhere more, Bogman and Welsh. We are coming back two more hours. We've got baseball. We've got football. we got a whole bunch to cover. So don't you go anywhere. Strap in in this league. Coming back at you on the other side of this break. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We back, fellas.